0: Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at Promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 170 of the Unscripted podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie, and with me as always, the wing commander of writing instruments, the one and only Kirby Haasman. Kirby, how the hell are you? You know what? I'm doing all right. Uh, Just back
1: in from a little bit of a road trip, and I'm about road tripped out, uh, so I'm excited to be back in the office. You know, I think every once in a while, the number strikes me, like the number of unscripted episodes, and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, 170 sounds crazy to me, so that brightens
0: my morning. How are you? I'm glad uh, I'm glad that brightens your morning. I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, but I'm glad that number brightens your morning. Do you know what else brightens my morning, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I'm so glad you asked. Thank you for doing that. That would be our good friends at CommonSkew. Yes. You know, they're makers of that game-changing software for distributors that helps you streamline your workflow, connect with your team, impress the hell out of your clients, and I know that's one of your favorite things, Kirby. Sure. Collaborate with suppliers and grow your business. You've been a client, tell me how you've impressed your clients using the Commsky platform. You know, I think right
1: out of the gate, I think presentations just look sharp, right? And you can kind of customize how those look, um, and I think right away the idea that you can, um, they can actually comment on the presentations is kind of like that's different than most of the people who are interacting with them. And then just the the just the workflow how people the portals they can kind of follow where the the work is um mm-hmm. through the process i you know these are all things that just make you stand out and be different um you know in a world that's hard to differentiate as you know
0: yeah it, it is and they do such a great job and they're totally dedicated to helping distributors grow their business and so they're always looking to continually improve the platform yeah. so if you want to learn more and gosh darn it why wouldn't you want to it's free it's free to learn more yep Head over to commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, are they going to be sorry that they did? They will not be sorry they did. Excellent. Now, Kirby, we always like to remind everybody that not only is a podcast available uh, at Promo Corner, but you can listen to it on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just use that handy search feature. Type in Promo Corner, and you can listen to uh, this podcast and any Promo Corner podcast on your favorite podcast podcasting client. Now, Kirby, are you ready to perform and broadcast? Let's call it a uh, styrofoam level today. (laughs) That feels about right. That does feel about right. So you mentioned you are just back from a road trip, and I know you've kind of been on a magical mystery tour of uh, the United States uh, the last uh, couple weeks. Your most recent road trip was to pittsburgh pennsylvania yes uh to attend skew camp yes. um which uh, again uh hosted by our friends over at commaskew tell us about that what was that like how was the event uh it's a first it's one of the first few it's one of the first skew events i've missed right um and so, it kind of bummed me out not to be there. I, I, I felt not. I, you know, I felt a little FOMO. Sure, I, sure. I had some promo FOMO, uh, <laughs> not being there. So, tell tell us about uh, Skew Camp a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, this was the third year of Skew Camp, and it was it was one of those funny things because there were definitely some new faces there, which was cool. And so, I looked around the room and realized I'd been at all three. Um, it, it I one of the things I like about uh, Mark and Catherine and Bobby and all the David, the whole, the whole crew is, you know, they are so clearly, so always looking for ways to improve and change and evolve. And, uh, some of the, you could tell that from the speakers this year. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the group, you and I have talked about it. It's it's a original thinkers. It is um, people who, in my mind, are very positive and want to help each other. I mean, even, you know, distributors to distributor kind of thing, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, which is fairly unique, I think. And then it, one of the things that struck me this year was that in a couple of presentations, so a couple of the presentations that, they, that were given um, were from people who had attended SKU camp in the past Mm -hmm. and then left and made big changes to their business because of that event.
0: Oh, that's kinda cool.
1: Yeah, and so that was kinda interesting. Um, Steve McBee was one of them. Yeah, Um, he's a great guy. Great guy, he talked about leaving the first SKU camp and they totally, he talked about literally like breaking his entire business down and rebuilding it. Mm -hmm. And he said, while the plane is still in the air, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And so he went through that process and why he did it and how they did it and where they're at and all that sort of thing, right? And um, to me, that's a telltale sign of an event that's actually making a difference. And no you and I talked about this with Promo MBA, the goal is that they can go and make actual changes to their business. Mm-hmm. And I, I, one of the things I said to David is that, man, this is the story, one of the stories you guys need to be telling. Um, mm-hmm. is that like these folks are not just coming here for a good time. Um, yeah. We definitely had a good time, but it was like they literally left and implemented ideas that they got at that event and then two years later, here's what it looks like. And that yeah. was super fascinating to me. That's awesome. Yeah, so but again, overall, you know, two days kind of immersed of, wow, you know, kind of brain overload mm-hmm. um, and then, um, you know, plenty of fun. We did axe throwing the, the yeah. final night. Well, That was good. Yeah. And then um, definitely woke up the, the next morning with a headache. So, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> that's just, uh, so what was
0: your, as as a manager and owner mm, of, of a marketing company, Kirby, and, yes. and, a, and an agency, really, what was your single biggest takeaway that you're going to implement over the next four weeks that you got from SKU Camp? You know,
1: they, it was cool because at the end they sort of, you know, c- uh, Mark, Catherine, and Bobby got up and sort of was asking that. And I think that my takeaway is it, it was cumulative. It was like uh, each um, presentation built upon the other. And one of the thing, Catherine was one of the last ones. And she talked about how a lot of organizations in our industry are built. They start with a person, you know, who's the salesperson. And then they add an administrative person to help them. And then they add another salesperson and then another, and blah, 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 you know, it goes, but the problem with the salesperson-led organization is that uh, when things are tough, they default to the thing that they're most comfortable with, which mm-hmm. is sales. And right. I, as I was listening to that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is me. Right. <laughs> like, it, like She was literally defining what how we've gotten to where we are. And her um, kind of message was, as a CEO, you need to act differently. And she said, there are three things you need to be focusing on. It's vision and strategy, that's mm-hmm. one. Talent. So mm-hmm. either you're developing the talent you have, looking for new talent, and money, and making sure there's there's money in the bank. Those are your three right. jobs as a CEO. And I was like, that that was interesting to me. And I think that that's a
0: that's a great piece lesson. that
1: I really want to dig into. Right? Like I want to yeah. I want to start thinking about that vision and strategy. And coming out of Skew Camp. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm being candid, can be really overwhelming to me. because
0: It's a lot of great information. Yeah, great
1: information and people who do things differently than me. Like, and like philosophically different than me. And so for me, it's about, I want to spend some time and go, okay, what kind of business do I really want to have in a year or two? And so that's... And I haven't I haven't spent that time yet, so we'll see. <laughs>
0: All right, well, cool. Sounds like it was a great event. It always is. Yes. Um, and this is not a commercial for SKU Camp, that nope. was earlier. That was earlier for comedy. Yeah, that. that's right. Um, but like I said, it was very weird for me looking at it from the outside, looking in, and going kind of go, gosh, I feel like I should be somewhere today, and I'm not. It's just yeah, kind right. of a- Everyone was asking about you, my friend. No. Good. Hey, where's Petrie? It's cool, he's not here. All right. <laughs> so quiet. Yeah, you've got to – how dare you, sir? (laughs) Um, Do you have a topic you'd like to discuss now that we've discussed SKU Camp as I fill time?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, actually, I want to go from one industry event to the next. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one that is on my mind – I know there's more events coming up, but the one is Expo. PPA Expo, all of a sudden I'm starting to get emails, obviously oh, yeah. SKUCon has been announced, there's a bunch of stuff, you know, hey, you can book your hotel. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna know your take on it, because um, for me, what happens is, I look up and go, oh crap, I need to like get all this stuff booked, I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. yeah. So, from a distributor perspective, and you're kinda looking at it from a supplier perspective a little bit, right? Yep. Because you display, Yeah. when do you start thinking, of, when's the right time to start thinking about Expo?
0: so we started thinking about expo and what we're going to do in terms of our booth because we Mm -hmm. do have a booth on the show floor um i started thinking about that with our team probably in june um really what we're going to do um we have kind of a rough vision of what we want our booth to be Mm -hmm. um you know my philosophy we don't necessarily have physical products to sell we do have a product right of course a distributor product that we have called promo plus and I'm not going to do a commercial for that, but it's it's for distributors, and so it makes sense for us to exhibit at that show. But you know me when it comes to a trade show because I don't have physical products. I want right. to create spectacle, right? Um, and I think I think we've got I think we got something here this okay. year. Okay, I'm I, excited. I think, yeah, me too. I'm um, very excited. Um, so we start thinking in June and um, listening to you talking about. Um, uh, what Catherine said at the end of SKU camp and what you need to focus on. You know, I I lead the organization, and so I sometimes like – you or anybody else, I fall into those things that are comfortable for me. I fall into the sales thing, or I fall into, I got to create this, or I've got to do that. And so I've really turned over the entire booth creation to our creative team, led by Kelsey Cunningham. And so they're running it, they're running with it. I mean, I'm looking at it, kind of oversight, for lack of a better term, but they're really running with it. And I'm real excited about where we're going with that. So I start thinking about it early, just because I know we have a booth. Right. It is jarring when I get the, hey, registration's open. It's like, holy <laughs> crap. Um, yeah, where did that's that like, come from? Yeah, it's only like, you know, I mean, honestly, we're, we're 14 weeks away from Expo. That's Mexico. So crazy, yeah. Um, so uh, I have not booked my flights, but I have booked my rooms, um, mm-hmm. you know, but done that stuff. And so it's just, it, it, it. so I don't remember the actual question you asked me because I've been yammering on. But when no, do no, I that's... start thinking about it? I start thinking about it in June because we're exhibiting, but then... I don't give it much thought in terms of logistics and getting there and what I'm attending and how I'm going to do it. You know, it's going to be a different expo for me this year. Mm -hmm. It's the first time in a number of years uh, I'm not presenting. I'm not speaking at expo. Mm. Um, um, And that's uh, somewhat by design. Um, It's really kind of – Want to focus on the business a little bit, and and so I um, I get to attend Education Day, nice. um, for the first time in a long time, and so taking that year off is, is an important thing for me, and so it's going to be a different show, but it's going to be an exciting show. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I I I always think it's like suppliers have to start thinking about it a long time. I think sometimes we as distributors are like, you know, the reality of it is, we don't have as much preparation. Now, some of the big, don't get me wrong, like bigger distributors who have all these um, salespeople to coordinate, I'm sure right. they're listening and going, oh yeah, right, man, I've been thinking about this for a long time. But for me, it, it often sneaks up, and so I'm trying to do a better job of reaching out to my sales team this year and go, hey guys, need to start, do you guys wanna go, what's, you know, what's, what's your intention, and, uh, We've begun those conversations a week or so ago, and so I was just curious to know. And I guess I'd be curious to hear from audiences. Like, when is it? Like Christmas, <laughs> Thanksgiving? Right. When? When is? When is it that you look up and go, "Oh crap, I need to get this right, this uh, cared for."
0: Well, and I think again, you you make a, a very important distinction when you have your sole proprietorships or people who are kind of on their own. They probably have a different schedule than the Halos, the Geigers, the, right. the, the performers of the world. So.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a definitely definitely a big industry event that, it, it as you just so eloquently said, is coming faster than we think.
0: Always, always, always is. Cool. All right, Kirby. You know, uh, what else is coming faster? What's that, Bill? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Faster, better, but kind of been around for a while. They're good friends at Tervis. Nice. You know, they have that classic line of drinkware. I was actually at an end-user show. Um, earlier this week at the fabulous um, MIPA Promotions That Roar. Nice. And uh, ran into a good friend, Michael Van Beck, from uh, Tervis there, and they're obviously a customer of Promo Corner. and They did some great drinkware for the, our Promo NBA event, yes. which we had a, a week and a half ago or so. And they, you know, they were very kind enough to know, donate that classic line cooler or classic line drinkware we all know and love from Tervis. You know, it's been around since 1946. Wow which I don't think a lot of people realize, but it's yeah. been around since 1946, and that sleek style makes for the perfect active on-the-go lifestyle. I've been using mine since, uh, since Promo MBA. It's got a huge imprint area and logo on it, so everybody knows exactly what I'm holding. It's really cool. So you know it's the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps that cold drink cold, and it reduces condensation, and it's backed by that made-for-life guarantee. Right? Yeah. so it's great available in several sizes including the sippy cup wine glass both stemmed and stemless 10 ounce wavy 16 ounce mug 16 ounce 24 ounce tumblers and a 24 ounce water bottle made in america lifetime warranty dishwasher safe microwave safe bpa free you can't really go wrong with turvis drinkware it's a classic that never goes out of style Totally agree. Love the Tervis. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, head over to TervisPromos.com and get all the information on that you want. Now, something else I'd like to talk to you about, Kirby. Okay. Is that concept, what I just brought up, end user shows. Mm, So I was just at one. Like I said, I had the honor of uh, speaking to a group of end users at the MIPA, the Michigan Promotional Mm -hmm. Professionals Association end um, user show. It's called Promotions That Roar. And I gotta tell you, you know, you want to look at an organization that does things the right way. It's MIPA, Man. and it's run by Paul Kiwi. Um, it was at uh, Ford Field, which is where the Detroit Lions pretend to play football. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at Ford Field, and they had I had about 440 or 450 people show up to hear me talk That's so awesome. about the power of promotional products. And it's one of my favorite talks to give, and I think it went pretty well. But then looking, after, after I was done speaking, and I packed up my things, and I went and walked around the show floor, which they had on the concourse, um, and you could go on the field, you could get tours of the stadium, you could play cornhole on the field, you could kick field goals. I mean it was a really cool event. I mean just so well done. And that's what struck me is this is really such a successful end user show. Hmm. but it wasn't because it wasn't necessarily because of, of the location. Location right. helps. don't get me wrong, but it was a fact that the way it was put together, it was so organized. What do you think makes an end user show successful beyond simple organization that drives end users there and really helps spread the message of not just the power of promotional products, that's part of it, but it's also the power of working with a distributor partner to help you enhance how that product uh, has purpose?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right. Mipa does a great job, and they and the I think that I, I spoke at one like a year or so ago with with Paul, and it, I was just struck by how well they put things together. So you're right. I just want to say that as well. Um, so end user shows. Yeah, we've been um, and I think you know this. We mm-hmm. we were kind of early to the end yep. user game, um, and um, sort of by accident, just one of those things where you're like, hey, we should do this. Right. Um, and what I found um, is Gosh, a couple things. Number one, um, having the right supplier partners. So mm-hmm. so obviously, a MIPA event, it's a regional or it's, a, it's an organization event. But when we do end user shows, I'm fairly specific and fairly picky about the mm-hmm. people I bring because I know they're not only representing our industry, but they're representing me. Sure. When you have the right supplier partners in there and the right uh, reps, it, it for me it can make or break a show because mm-hmm. we've had a, a supplier rep come in and and not represent us well. Yeah. Um. And it was amazing. I'm like, oh my god, that colored the opinion of the whole event. Sure. For everybody, mm-hmm. suppliers and users, everybody, right? Yeah. Um. I think the other thing that that one of the things we really work to focus on is to try and um, represent the behavior that we believe our end users should um, do. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we try to utilize promotional and branded merchandise in a cool, fun way around the theme, around the, you know, kind of do all the stuff that, you know, we are um, telling our clients they should do. Like, I think Mm -hmm. if if you don't do that, you've missed a a real opportunity. and then, you know, just the I guess the third thing is educating clients. And mm-hmm. I think that's the job of every distributor who invites somebody to a an end user show is to go, look, this is you should be coming here. This is a part. this isn't just a party where you can have some food and drinks and whatever. You should be coming and planning your marketing budget mm-hmm. for the next year. And the people who do that get the most out of all the events I've been to. And so mm-hmm. And But but I think that's incumbent upon the distributor to educate, to yeah. to explain that so that um, they really do not only understand once they're there, but mm-hmm. understand the reason to come in the first place. Does that yeah. make sense?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. And I think part of the thing is, too, I think distributors can help make end-user shows more successful as well oh, to yeah. make sure, like what you said, make sure you know who you're bringing, right? Yeah. That the, and And also... I think educating them that, hey, this is not a, like, swipe stuff off the table situation. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Make sure that, you know, if you want a sample, let me know. We'll get you a sample. Right. Because I know that's the biggest beef with a lot of the suppliers is that a lot of the end users just don't know the etiquette of our industry. And so they see <laughs> things on a table and they assume it's just like any other trade show, just take it. And a lot of times that's not necessarily the case. Right. And so I think it's up to the distributors to really have those conversations with the end users to make sure to understand the etiquette, how it works. And then, you know, it's really an idea generating thing. When I yes. talked in my, my talk, I, um, had this light bulb moment as I was preparing for it and I said you know as you see, as you go look at the great ideas that your distributor or partners are going to show you and you're going to see you know we're going to, you're going to see a transparent supply chain today which is something a lot of industries don't do and that's kind of cool what I want you know what I challenged every all the end users to think about was I want you to think of creating promotional products that inspire theft that you <laughs> want to create things that are so cool that it makes your competition jealous, and it makes your, your, the ultimate end user of the product, the ultimate receiver of the product, be so enthralled if they want to get another one for their friend. Right. Yeah, 100%. Right. I like cool. that. Again, because
1: that's, that's when – I love that question that has been asked. I think you've, I've heard you ask it. I've heard other people do it and say, well, how do you want your end user to feel?
0: Mm-hmm. What emotion do you want them yeah, to feel? Yeah. yeah. What's the what emotion do you elicit?
1: Yeah, yep. that's great. But yeah, a good end user show is super powerful. So I awesome. and, and yeah, again, MIPA, they rock.
0: Oh no question, <laughs> no question. All right, sir.
1: Okay, uh, my turn, right? Yep. So this one, I'm going to catch you, catch you a little off guard, but I, I'm going to explain Uh-oh. it. No, I'd say it's nothing bad, but just it, just in the sense that um, I want to talk about moments of kindness. Okay. In your career. Okay. So, so, I'm going to tell mine first just to just give you context of what I'm talking about. So, you know that I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin, um, and he was gracious enough to be on Delivering Marketing Joy a couple times, mm-hmm. and he he's you know there's a, he actually talks about the difference between heroes and mentor. Mm-hmm. He's sort of acted as a mentor to me from a distance, but he's more of a hero, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, when I got a chance to have him on my show. I was, I was pretty nervous and I'm generally not. Right. And so right as I'm getting ready, we get on Skype and I I can't get it to record, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I've done 200 episodes. (laughs) It works the same way every time. And for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. it just wasn't working. I mean, I literally couldn't hit the record button and that had never happened in Mm -hmm. 212 episodes or whatever it was. And I remember a moment where I thought, oh God, he's got to be getting annoyed. He's right. got better things to do. And he takes a moment and he's like, Kirby. And he kind of tilts his head sideways. He says, do you need to take a second and restart your computer? And he, he again, he said it in such a way that it wasn't like, hey, dumbass," mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it was very, it was kindness. And that moment I was like, oh my God, if you don't mind, that would be amazing. So I did right. turn it back on, everything worked fine. And, and I remember, he, feeling like, oh my God, he could have been a jerk in that moment and he wasn't. And so I guess to me I I noticed that as a moment of kindness. Simple, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I, I wonder if you have had any moments like that that were similar that you can that can come to mind where someone maybe offered you more grace than you felt like you deserved in the moment
0: oh gosh i think it happens to me all the time <laughs> and i was thinking i was also thinking uh, of you i was listening to your story about seth and i've heard that before mm-hmm. and i know your biggest fear was i'm gonna start my computer and he's not gonna be there when i get back i bet that was about a oh. minute and a half of complete white knuckle frenzy for yeah. you yeah yeah yeah. And he
1: was, he was again, he's like, okay, cool. And mm. again, he couldn't have been more nice. And yeah. I was like, in that moment, you know there are people who feel they are super important, who are looking yeah. at their watch going, seriously, dude, don't you know what you're doing? And now, he I, wasn't like that at all.
0: I don't have a giant example like you have of, of that yeah, type right. of kindness. I get that type of grace all the time. I think of, um, without getting into too much detail, we, we had to part ways with an employee earlier this year and um I I made a, I made a, a mistake during the um exit process. Mm. And um both uh Mike Moore and Joel Moore, you know, owners of the uh, company both called me. I was beating myself up about it. I felt horrible about it because um, right. it ended up costing the company a little bit of money. Uh, nothing major, but you know, I felt bad that I screwed up. And both of them just offered so much grace to me. It was amazing. So that yeah. stuff like that. That's but a I great. Think,
1: that's a great example. That's a great example. Yeah. I mean, you're... I
0: screwed up. I just made a mistake, and in, in you know, um, in, in the process. So, but I think of the kindness that I've been extended. Um, I've boy, I, you've kind of kind of stumped me a little bit here, just because I think it happens all the time. I don't right. have this moment of I'm talking to Sammy Hagar and he <laughs> says, you know, I spill my drink, and he says, why don't you go change your shirts? I'll be here when you get back. Which is kind, of, <laughs> kind of the parallel. Um, I think there's been plenty of times where um, I've been given grace by employers. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I use the Joel Moore example. That's a good bit. one, though, dude.
1: That's a, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I but,
0: I, but I, but I think you know, Joel just generally, you know, generally, here, here's a good one. Joel leaves gives me a ton of free will. I have I have a ton of autonomy, an incredible amount of autonomy, and when i make mistakes because i do that's how you move a business forward you make mistakes you pivot you you grow from it and learn and you keep moving forward that's how you innovate that's how you keep keep the the boat moving Um, he's always so graceful when we screw up he's like all right yeah i mean it's very and i love that it it gives me a lot more perspective in terms of real kindness when i think of the word kindness i think of when everything happened to um sandy a little over three years Mm ago. And how, uh, you know, Lisa Bibb and Michelle Jenrick and, and uh, Mike Schenker put together a GoFundMe page mm. to help with medical bills. How you and Dana Zezzo and I'm going to leave people out. But, yeah. um, you know, da- Danny Rosen and uh, Robert Five Ash and Mark Graham came to my rescue, for lack of a better term, and, and mm. kind of helped me through that, that process of, of is she going to live if she is going to live what's that going to be like and i mean right. that that was one of those that so when i think of moments of kindness kirby that's really what i think about um and and do i think i deserved it i do and I, and maybe that's a really crappy thing so mm. i don't think i think i deserved it just because um, I think everyone would deserve that that mo- that type of kindness in that moment. Yeah, so I don't absolutely. think it's like I'm special. Like, yeah, of course I deserve it. It's <laughs> just I would hope anyone in that situation. So I know we kind of went off the track a little bit there. No, but that's good. That's but, good. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I think we're ready for something else, Kirby. Let's we're going to pivot here. Yes. It is time for the patented promo person of the week from Promo Corner and the unscripted podcast. Kirby, you know what we do here? We dedicate this to highlight the one person in the promo industry that's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. I'm excited. All right. Are you ready to um, hear my promo person of the week? Because it's my week. I, I, I,
1: I, there for a second when you said Kirby, I was like, wait, it's your turn, isn't it? <laughs> it is my turn. It is
0: my turn. All right. Let's hear right. it, man. So my promo person of the week, Kirby... Is the one and only Michelle Bell from ASI? Oh, nice. Yeah, she is a senior director of ASI's editorial and special events teams, and so she spearheads things like the fastest growing companies, greatest places to work articles, um, and and these are two backlog things I have for us to talk about on the podcast. We'll probably get get to these in a couple weeks, but also like the um, uh, the power meetings and things mm. like that. So she and she runs a lot of that, and also the education at ASI shows and she does a lot in the industry and and she makes asi i think when people think of asi they think of two things one they're a membership organization but also two they provide a lot of breaking news and and things like that and that's michelle bell who's really kind of shaped that uh to make asi one of the go-to if not the go-to resource for industry news so my promo person of the week is michelle bell I, I absolutely love that, and I, you know, when I think of, of Michelle, um,
1: and I think you might know her a little bit better than me, but it, I, I think of um, a conversation starter in mm-hmm. the industry, right? Like you're talking about all those different lists, those are super fascinating, and it allows me to kind of get to know the industry better. And um, those are the kind of things that um, I love. And you, you, you know that about me because I think those yep. are all, all super fascinating. So, Absolutely. yeah, I think Michelle is a great choice for Promo yeah. Person of the Week. So uh, who's taking care of the high fives this week, my friend?
0: Thankfully, we, I, we found a sponsor for the high fives. Okay. Good. Yeah. Of course. We um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The new kids on the block are going to be sending Michelle Bell. It's strange. They got back together just to send virtual boxes of high fives That's step perfect. by step. They're going to send those virtual box of high fives. All right, Kirby. Now it's time for you. The best thing ever. What do you got for us this week? What do you got? Let's go. Let's go. Okay,
1: so um, what popped into my head this week is anniversaries. Okay. So um, I want to go with the best anniversary you've ever had. Now, one thing I want to give you a caveat of is certainly Mm -hmm. it can be an anniversary of your wedding, Mm -hmm. but it could be a a work anniversary. It could be a different kind of anniversary. So, um, And if you want, I will tell my story first so you can chew on it. Why don't you tell me your story first, because I'd like to chew on it. Okay, fair enough. So um, I was thinking back about this, and my wife and I um, got married, and then I immediately got a job at the Langenberger Company. Mm-hmm. Um, the Longerberger Company was a handmade basket company. Um, I actually worked in their media department there. And so the first five years we were married, um, the B, which is their big sales convention, always happened on our anniversary. So my Mm -hmm. wife was super gracious about it. um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she would pop in to um, have dinner up in Columbus or whatever. But I was literally working from morning till night at this event. Mm -hmm. And so our sixth anniversary was the, I had left the long company. And Mm -hmm. so we got to spend our anniversary together and we went to dinner and I got her a ring. And when I gave her the ring at dinner, everybody thought I'd just proposed. Mm -hmm. And literally when she gave me a hug or whatever, uh, people started clapping Mm -hmm. in the olive garden. (laughs) And uh, I remember that being one that though, you know, it's not like a 10th or a 20th or whatever. That was one that. Just makes me smile when I think about it. Well,
0: I, I think uh, I speak for all of our audience here. That's a beautiful story, but why in God's name were you at the Olive Garden? I knew you were going to say that. I mean, was it was it the free breadsticks? Yeah. Or, well, you know, you know that's, that is a culinary experience that I enjoy, Bill. Well, uh, I think that says a lot more about you than Olive Garden. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so it's interesting so Sandy and I's anniversary is on uh, uh, May 28th and so it's generally over Memorial Day weekend Nice. Um, but that's also when it seems like every time we move it's over Memorial Day weekend (laughs) Um, every time something uh, you know something we have to be somewhere that maybe we don't want to be over Memorial Day weekend (laughs) so we've not generally celebrated our anniversary the way we should Except for this year. So we haven't celebrated yet, but in nine days, (laughs) um, we are. We are going on a big family trip. Uh, It's the year my children um, turned six. uh, They turned, I'm sorry. Yeah, they turned, they're 16. Yep. Um, They uh, will turn 17. It is our 25th wedding anniversary. Amazing. This year and sandy turned 50 in february i turned 50 in november so we're going on a cruise um, i'm sure <laughs> we'll talk about it at a future podcast but uh it should be a really good time to to uh be in a cabin for eight days on a sailing hotel so pretty excited about that um uh, this that's topic for a future podcast but all yeah. kidding aside I'm looking forward to just kind of getting away and unplugging yeah. um, and just kind of of, of hanging out um, you know with the family and all that so yeah. I that's haven't good. had the best ever yet I'm assuming it's going to happen here in the next week and a half
1: yeah I, you know I actually like that I like the idea that the best has yet
0: happened and so that's a, I like that that's good well, well let's not go too far on that I don't want to have to come up with a new segment for this podcast <laughs> fair enough All We're right, cool man Well, you know what else we should do? We should thank, once again, our our sponsor for this fine, fine broadcast, the good folks at CometSkew. They have that software that is nothing short of game-changing. That means it's changed the game. So – it's gonna help you if you're a distributor, it's gonna help you streamline your workflow, it's gonna help you impress your clients, collaborate with all of the, your favorite suppliers, connect with your team, and ultimately, the real goal here is to help you grow your business. Yes. So, if you wanna learn more, head over to commonskew.com slash unscripted, you're gonna find out what the tools are and how they can be put to work for you. It's really a great platform, and uh, again, it's more than just a platform. It's the people behind it. You have such a group that cares passionately about distributors growing their business and doing it in a responsible, fun uh, way. So you really can't go wrong with CommaSque. com slash unscripted. You are not going to be sorry you to- did. Kirby, thanks, as always, for podcasting with me today. It's right back at you, buddy.